box to box stoppage time. Can you believe it? For Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. And Hoyt's Herbs and Spices. Changing the mood of food. And this could be the most crucial goal of all. Hello and welcome to Box to Box Stoppage Time. You're with Rob Gilbert, Derek Dyson and Willem van Denderen for our podcast funnel from the main show where we go through our highlights of the past week, our teams, our moments of the week, some hot topics. Uh, Derek, uh, it's always hard to pick your, your favourites, but it, it is once you settle on what you're going to talk about, um, good to, to dig a little deeper and take the chance to, to wax a little lyrical. Um, was it hard for you this week to, to pick your, your talking points? Well, I, ne- I nearly had a change of heart, actually, Rob. Uh, overnight, there was a big result that came in that I thought that I should talk about. And, I mean, I briefly can if you like. And, and sorry to heap more pain on Manchester United fans uh, this week. But this is the game everyone was talking about, which was Manchester United under-21s uh, playing uh, Sunderland under-21s at the Eppleton Colliery Welfare Ground. Um, Manchester United were 5 nil up uh, in this game. And guess what the final score was? You're about to tell us, Willem, do you know? 6-5 is a guess. Oh, nearly, Willem. 5-5 five, five all. Uh, yes, uh, Manchester United were winning with about 30 minutes to go, 5 nil, and it ended 5 all. A 98-minute equaliser from Jason Bennett uh, there for, for Sunderland, uh, compounding a thoroughly miserable weekend for Manchester United. But... Um, I decided you to jump. You were taking the piss. That wasn't your game of the week. You were just. You were, you... No, no, no. I was the one that made me. I nearly, nearly went for it, but I just was tickled by a team throwing away a five-nil lead. Um, my, my actual team of the week is to go to the championship, and I just felt it was time for us to touch base with the championship. We haven't, we haven't spoken about it too much um, on the on the show, and I've gone for Ipswich's three-two win over. Cardiff City, Ipswich were promoted from League One last year on a a cracking run of form, and I think they lost one game at home last season. Uh, They've now won uh, four of their five games back in the Championship, and they now sit second in the Championship, and I'll do the table, the top bid in a second, but Cardiff were 2-0 up away at Portland Road, including a great goal by uh, Aaron Ramsey, but uh, Ipswich came back and uh, scored the three goals to to win uh, 3-2. And what that means is Preston are top of the league with 13 uh, points from five. Um, Ipswich are in the other, uh, the early running for the automatic place with 12. Leicester City uh, sitting there with 12. They lost their first game of the season this weekend and surely will bring Rob Tanner back onto the show at some point just because they're uh, out of sight in the Premier League, not, not out of mind for us. And then you've got Birmingham, City on 11, Norwich on 10, Hull on 10. That's the top six. Probably worth mentioning Southampton, who are also on 10 as well. So already looking quite interesting at the top of the uh, the championship. And it just shows you occasionally these teams that go up in a blazing run of glory can, can keep going. And Ipswich have all of a sudden putting themselves in Premier League contention. Yeah, blazing star. We better get Rob on. I know I've been uh, messaging him uh, over the past few weeks, and uh, he's uh, very, uh, very passionate about uh, the likelihood of uh, of Leicester going back up again um, in uh, in um, one uh, one quick bounce. So, so we'll get him on uh, to have a chat about that real soon. Well, what was 
What was your game of the week, mate? Yeah, my game of the week, one that we've uh, a fixture that we've spoken about a lot over the past couple of years, but I still thoroughly enjoyed uh, the old firm derby between Celtic and Rangers. This one was at Ibrox. We spoke last week about how Brendan Rodgers is already under pressure from those who Derek described as his ex-lovers, the uh, the fans in the stands. Uh, but this turned out to be just a really dirty sort of smash and grab. Rangers had the ball in the net twice in the opening stages. The first one was genuinely offside, but the second one uh, was called back to the VAR for a foul in the build-up, and the, the commentary team was genuinely split. I think one of them said, that's not a foul, and the other one said, oh, I just cannot possibly agree. So it depended how you saw it. Either way, you could only imagine how uh, the, uh, the the Rangers supporters took it when the ref came out, Derek, off the back of the, the VAR viewing made a decision, they all cheered, then he seemed to have bungled his call and took it back. In the end, it wasn't a goal. Uh, and then from there, right on the stroke of half time, it was Kyogo, super opportunistic. He's done this plenty of times against Rangers, uh, pounced on a loose one and belted it past Jack Butland, who is the new Rangers goalkeeper. Just like that, uh, that's opened up a four-point gap. So this time last week, we spoke that things hadn't gone particularly well for Rogers on his return uh, to Celtic Park. But if you, uh, if you do want to go along the sort of tired refrain of it being a league uh, contested in two, uh, that four-point gap early on is not insignificant. No, I mean, I, I, Michael Beale's had a pretty ordinary week, hasn't he, because of the 5-1 to defeat PSV in the uh, in the Champions League qualifying, and then this result, and they were absolutely burgles with that second goal that was disallowed. It clearly shouldn't have been disallowed. Um, but yeah, you just reminded me that when you do watch the I think this is the only occurrence of this in world football. When you watch the old firm, they've got to have a co-commentator from each side. You yes, can't have right. one yep. or the other. So it just so there's absolute abundance of certainty that there is no bias in the commentary. So you do find that funny with the two guys and they're never going to agree. So yeah, it's one of the things to look out for every year. Mm, it's fun commentary. Well, it'll be. Uh, I think uh, Rogers will really get his, his test. Up. I mean, it goes without saying. Um, in uh, in the Champions League with that group with Atletico, Feyenoord, and, and Lazio, Lazio. So, um, so um, yeah. Let's just see uh, if um, if he can bring some of that Premier League coaching talent to uh, to Celtic when when it re- well, I shouldn't say when it really counts because it always counts uh, against uh, Rangers. But um, that uh, that's not too far away. Um, so. I was in a quandary for for my game of the week because um, you know it, it feels like these days we're at some point or another we're we're, we're always talking about Spurs, but I, I couldn't not bring this one up. Um, uh, Spurs five um, two win over Burnley at, at Turf Moor. Song Hyung Min, of course, uh, with his hat trick. But uh, it, for me, uh, there's no comparison between the Spurs of the 2023-24 season and um, and Leicester City of 2015-16. But I remember back then this ride that, that Leicester City went on and they, they just kept on winning and, and we were waiting and waiting and waiting for them to fall over. Now, obviously, Spurs are an entirely different club with entirely different budgets and a, and a, and a, and a vastly different history. But for me, um, it's one of those situations where the... Uh, the results just keep on coming. Um, you, you've got uh, uh, young players like the the Italian twenty year old uh, Destiny Odogi, you know, just brilliant at, at left back on the weekend. Uh, you know, James Madison from the moment he came into the side, just outstanding from from the get go. Players like uh, Basuma and Solomon, you know, uh, I mean, Postacoglu uh, said after the game of of Songul Min that um, that he he, he brings 
the best out of 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 other players in, in and he could play in any system and uh, you know it's pretty clear that this you know this fast attacking style um, that Postacoglu plays and and he's obviously you know bearing so much fruit so far you know going down one nil then just slamming five goals home and uh, and conceding one late um, it, it it had all the hallmarks of uh, of of just pure entertainment um, so I know um, we'll probably continue to talk about them depending on on um, you know how how the results go whether it's uh, it's uh, it's good or bad news every week but it just feels like this there's, there's something that's building out of this uh, this uh, uh, tenure of, of Ange Postacoglu at um, at Spurs and um, I, I mean, you know, I don't have any particular affection for Spurs apart from the fact that my uh, my older son goes for them. But um, it's uh, it's just uh, it's just fascinating to watch. Will. Well, Derek's just had his fingers on his temples through the Zoom screen, trying to enact some sort of Zen state as he listened to you say in the first week of September, Spurs for the title. Did I hear that there, Rob? No, I don't think I said that, but I said that they were on a roll and it felt similar to Leicester City back in 2015-16. So maybe you could interpret it that way if you like. You're right to mention all those young players and new players. I mean, Son is, is well and truly on board and he's already a legend at the club. But the rest of them, it really is a very fresh feel in pretty much no time with James Madison coming in as well. Um, it is, yeah, it is a relatively new starting eleven, And I guess Derek, Harry Kane was the one that we all discussed, but Eric Dyer, Hugo Lloris will not be playing. Uh, Huybier has been a senior player as well. He's coming off the bench. So Ange really has, um, yeah, that, that senior core of players that took them to the Champions League final and, and to their best couple of seasons in the Premier League as, Premier League as well some time ago. Uh, he's turned all of those uh, over as well. The one that he hasn't got to sing as yet, and I'm sure this does provide you with some consolation, Derek, as they do move up to second uh, and put five uh, in the net at Burnley is Richarlison. He's probably the one player that still looks to be sort of within his own head a little bit. He hasn't um, he hasn't hit the heights at Tottenham that he that he uh, did at, at Watford, Everton, and, and with Brazil. So that's one that Ange uh, either needs to yeah get to sing over the next little bit or or potentially cut loose. Um, but they do well not cut loose, but you know cash in on. Um, but yeah, they've got Sheffield United to come. But then uh, the opportunity for your boys, Derek, to to set this straight: Arsenal on September twenty fourth, and Liverpool on October one. A couple of tasty games there. Yes, I acknowledge everything that's been said so far. <laughs> no, that's graceless, Derek. Come on. Do we want to say a little bit more on it, Rob? Um, those those no, five... Hang on, hang on. Don't let him off the hook that easily. Oh, I don't think he's going to bite. No, you're not asking him to bite. You're just asking him as a, the dispassionate football pundit that he is to, 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 to pay some credit where it's due. No, no. I mean, I'm not dispassionate. As any regular uh, fan of the show will know that I am hugely, hugely biased uh, on, on this particular point. So uh, I don't think they would expect anything else. But... Look, they've put some goals past some garbage at the start of this season so far, so well done. Uh, probably that little period that you're talking about, Willem, there's probably some bigger bigger battles to come, uh, I would suspect, uh, than, than some of the some of the early season drops that they've had to encounter so far. As I say, Arsenal and Liverpool in uh, within seven days mm. uh, coming at the end of the month. Yeah, absolutely. And it's... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know why this always... I don't know what is wrong with the fixture computer because there's always Arsenal. We always get them at home first and then it's always Spurs away. And I, I tell you now, I, I, I've not looked at the fixtures that far ahead, but I can get my crystal ball out and say that we've played Spurs in the last five or six games of the season, probably. Um, so, yeah, look, we, we've got a pretty good record against them at home, so hopefully we can 
we can uh, sort of put them up uh, and shut them up uh, in that. But it's going to be a very tough league. Whoever is going to be a bolter this season, it's going to be very tough because City are 12 from 12. They already look like they're in God mode already. So, you know, it could it could, it could be moot um, as to, you know, whether Spurs put a good season together or not. They were lucky to get off the hook um, against Sheffield a couple of weeks ago. So mm. you know, they, they, they're, they're is, they're, there are weaknesses there. But like, with the Harry Kane thing, I mean, I, mean, I think Liverpool could look at that because, you know, this 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 situation emerging around Salah as well. I mean, Tottenham have proven that you can, you know, let go of your, your best player and, and, and then you can still score tons of goals, look cohesive and fluid. Um, and that's maybe something that, that Liverpool have to have to have a look at because it's kind of Stockholm syndrome, isn't it? You don't want to... You don't want to lose your best player, but you know you've got all these other fantastic players waiting in the wings, so maybe that's something that Jürgen uh, should look at. Okay, before we move on, I've just uh, scrolled down the the fixture list and match day thirty five of thirty eight. There you go. Yeah. Just put a just put an I'll just put a loss in the column for Arsenal now, and we'll just move on. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So, so Willem, your team of the week was Spurs. So I think we sort of bundled that one into the to the same conversation. Um, I'm I'm rolling into the Socceroos as my team of the week ahead of their game against Mexico, which is, uh, I think, I'm right in saying a midday kickoff um, in Dallas on Sunday afternoon, which um, which will be great because. Uh, um, the or well, at least I know uh, for those of us who followed the other codes um, that there's not much on Sunday afternoon at midday, so perfect timing. Um, I, I love the fact that um, with uh, World Cup qualifying starting in October, that uh, that Football Australia and Graham Arnold have, have scheduled this match very early in in the run um, to uh, to what will hopefully be um, a spot in the 2026 World Cup in Mexico, the USA, and, and Canada. Um, we talked about this in the main show, um, and there's a you know a sprinkling of the of the senior brigade: Matt Ryan, Asis Bage, Milos Tegenek, Mitchell Duke, Jackson Irvine, Matt Leckie, but uh, a, a bunch of other players uh, um, that um, are earning their first. Uh, their first caps, including, and you mentioned uh, uh, at the beginning of the week, well, I'm Sam Silvera uh, playing for, for Middlesbrough right now, um, and um, and then other players that um, that have, have forced their way into the side. Ashley Maynard Brewer with Charlton, um, so he'll be he'll be working with uh, with uh, Matt Ryan and um, and Tom Glover. Andrew Redmayne misses out there, and then uh, players like uh, Cameron Burgess from Ipswich Town, who, uh, who Derek uh, talked about earlier on uh, in the show just now. Uh, a bunch of others Andrew Alessandro Sicardi returns for his second uh, senior cap um um, after uh, seeing uh, plenty of game time with Palmer, uh, culture on nineteen thirteen in the Serie B, and Nick D'Agostino with Viking FK, so it's going to be fascinating to see how the Socceroos go. Um, the the Matildas uh, step down from the spotlight briefly. I don't think they'll ever step down entirely from the spotlight uh, forevermore after their heroics uh, during the World Cup. But uh, but major expectations on the Socceroos. They they were competitive and and respectable against Argentina in that uh, that match in China. Um, a couple of months back, but if they're going to maintain that status as as a um, a genuinely competitive international side with players largely from the second tier competitions around the world, then playing a, a quality team uh, like Mexico, ranked twelve in the world, uh, almost at home. I mean, Dallas it's only just up the road from Mexico. Uh, used to be part of Mexico uh, for the history pundits. Um, uh, is uh, as uh, important a match as I think we'll see in in um, in the run up to the World Cup. It'll give us a real sense of, of where we're at, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this game. So, uh, uh, Willem, your thoughts? Um, are you disappointed to see any players miss out on this squad? 
Oh, I'll, I'll circle back on that. But yeah, the, the reality of it is, Rob, there's only three windows until that Asian Cup in mid-January um, to come. We've got this one. We've then got uh, the, the dual friendlies in London, both with, both with a little bit extra on them that don't actually um, mean a whole heap in terms of, of tournaments and rankings. But we've got, the obviously, the, the rivalry with England and then um, what we're trying to sort of uh, reheat as an old traditional rivalry with New Zealand and the history of the Soccer Ashes, which we've covered on the show, uh, and bring sort of into the modern context. So, so trying to build a little bit around that. But as I say, just the three windows. So um, yeah, any any time with the group is crucial because once they do come together in uh, in Doha in January, that tournament falls in a funny spot where it's outside of the actual FIFA window. So you've got very little access um, to the to the players. Uh, who have I been a little bit disappointed to see miss out? I'm not too sure. I think um, like J- Jason Cummings hasn't been selected. Has that been on form, or is that um, is that just due to, to club commitments? Given that he's just one, you know, he's, he's in action with with Mo and Began. Um, I'd have to have a little bit more time to, to look at it, and I might do that now and, and come back to you at the end of uh, at the end of the the program. But yeah, I think it's all pretty positive with the Socceroos at the moment. I like that young midfield that they've got um, there. I think Mas Luongo, his international career probably is behind him. This would be the time to, to bring him in uh, if they were to sort of go back to the future in that regard. But I will, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to you. Okay. All right. Well, you mentioned England and uh, your response there. And uh, Derek, you've, you've plucked the English side out. Uh, uh, Gareth Southgate um, is, uh, well, you know, he, he, uh, He's on a hiding to nothing on pretty much every uh, every occasion that he selects a squad, uh, who he leaves in, who he, who he picks. But um, one player in particular caught your eye as to whether um, he deserved to be in this squad. And I know you've got a few others in mind, but um, yeah, over to you, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah as I said uh, in the main show, it is already international football is coming, coming around again. And it's the time that we look at particularly, you know, the squads coming in and you know, I may not be a big England fan, but I'm I'm always interested in what Gareth Southgate uh, has to to pick. And there are just a few names in there, and a lot there are not just there are a lot of people questioning this squad. I think the obvious one is Jordan Henderson, who's obviously playing at Al Etifak now with uh, uh, with Steven Gerrard. And um, you know, you've got to you've got to wonder whether I mean, if he was still at Liverpool, you'd wonder whether he's still in the squad. And now he's playing in the Saudi league, which of course has now got a galaxy of players. I just wonder whether that's going to be the uh, fertile ground for, uh, for for where England players or international players will be, will be picked from. Um, Harry Maguire is obviously another, um, another one too. Uh, Gareth Southgate has been very loyal to Harry Maguire, but he's uh, become a bit of a prisoner in a golden cage at Manchester United. He turned down the move to West Ham, which I think everyone thought might be the best move but Harry's decision ultimately about whether he wants to go there or not but he's not getting a, a huge amount of game time for Manchester Manchester United um and then Calvin Phillips made the squad as well I mean someone that lacking game time as well I'm not sure if he played since that uh, fantastic Euros where he was the double pivot with uh with Declan Rice so his career's kind of gone off the rails which sadly I think was predictable when when a player like that joins Manchester City, and it's pretty obvious that they've got three or four players that are better uh, than him in that position. So, yeah, all of those, I think, are questionable. It was interesting to see uh, that Raheem Sterling was left out. I think he's actually played pretty well for Chelsea. I know Chelsea have been a bit indifferent this season, but he's been one of the bright spots for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, Adi Nketiah from Arsenal, Levi Colwell, 
um, from Chelsea getting calls up as well. Um, yeah, Eddie Nketiah was in prolific for the England and under-21s. He's really had to bide his time for uh, the England national team. Um, I'm sure in uh, heart of hearts, he's, he's probably not a starter for England. But his, his Arsenal performance will be okay, so it's probably not the most outrageous uh, pick. I know that also, Rob, that Trent Alexander-Arnold was listed as a midfielder, but probably won't be playing now because he looked like he hobbled out of that last Liverpool game and he was holding the back of his leg, so that didn't look good. So, not a, yeah, some, some interesting talking points from, from the England squad and, uh, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes from here. Yeah, so this is a, a Euro qualifier. Um against Ukraine, England in a group with uh, Ukraine, Italy, North Macedonia and Malta. Um, so this is an away game um, uh, being played in Poland. So uh, so the Ukrainian uh, national side, second on, on in, in the group so far, um, they're, they're not, um, well, you know, they, that'd be, a, I think, your traditional banana skin um, match this one uh, for, for Southgate, would you, would you think? Well, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think. I'm pretty sure England saw off the UK Ukraine quite comfortably uh, earlier this year in a Euro 24 qualifier at Wembley Stadium. There were goals for Harry Kane and Bakayo Saka there. Um, I, I, you know, Ukraine are a dangerous team. Um, uh, they, they bring a lot of emotion, obviously, into the games as well. I, I don't see England slipping up here, though. Um, you know, it's not in Kiev. Um, you know, it is in Poland, and yes, there's plenty of Ukrainians in Poland at the moment. But look, even if England lose this, I mean, um, unfortunately, I don't think there is a lot of jeopardy. England will qualify for the Euro 2026, and um, yeah, look, uh, hopefully, Ukraine will give them a give them a good game. Well, Italy are out of the qualifying spots, mate. I don't, I don't know that I'd be um, speaking too soon, especially um, given their track record in uh, in World Cups in recent times. But that's another story altogether. All right, um, let's move on. Willem, um, what's your final hot topic uh, of uh, of the week for this show? Yeah, just wanted to pick through uh, the Champions League group stages. The draw has been done. We're only sort of 14 odd days away from this all kicking back into gear again. So I've just put a couple of them into some categories. The group of death and Derek, I'm keen to get your thoughts on how you uh, how you hear these. That would be Group F, PSG, Dortmund, AC Milan and Newcastle. That is a tough return to the top tier of uh, European competition for Newcastle. The group of life, I think Arsenal, along with Sevilla, who are the kings of the Europa League, PSV and Lons of France. If Arsenal can't find a little bit of life out of that uh, and progress, there's probably something wrong. The group rerun, I swear we've seen this one a few times before, is Group G, Man City, RB Leipzig, Red Star Belgrade and Young Boys. And the Heritage Group, just an old traditional group with uh, with matchups that we've seen uh, going back into some sort of, you know, grainier 1990s footage. Group A, Manchester United, Bayern Munich, Copenhagen and Galatasaray. You would have been pretty happy with Group B, I would have thought, Derek? Yeah, I think you can never, you know, never say never. I mean, um, Seville obviously have huge European pedigree. Um, PSV, obviously, disappointing that Ruud van Nistelhorst isn't the manager there anymore. It would have been good to Draw with him again, um, but look, they're decent enough. And Lons, yeah, like you'd hope we'd beat Lons, but uh, um, you know, the, the other good thing about this is, you know, not too many long away trips as well, which is good. When Arsenal have played in some funky European leagues recently, and we're not heading to Kazakhstan or Azerbaijan or anything, you can pretty much get the Eurostar to tour of those. And uh, having flown to Seville on a bunch of different occasions, I know they can get a Ryanair there from. Luton Airport for about £39. So, uh, get a good haircut. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good group. 
what's that in in Seville? Yeah, you, I've never had a haircut. I've done I've done uh, did bullfighting. I went to go and watch some bullfighting and made the mistake of buying a cheaper ticket in the section called Sol, which I can give you the Google translation means sun, and that was a very hot afternoon. Oh yeah, well I, I'm surprised both of you missed that. I mean, I, I did miss one of um, your didn't did, didn't miss it didn't miss it. Rob just chose to not acknowledge it. Bit uh, like no. bit the Tottenham winning the league stuff. I think you're sort of rewinding and backtracking. You were just so clear as you went on to talk about your bullfighting that I think you did miss it. I'm I'm just going to leave that for the listeners to work out. Um, all right, uh, my hot topic. I, I just want to pivot to uh, to the well. I, I'm going to give the uh, football uh, authorities a pass right now on the, the lack of promotion of the coming A-leagues, men's and women's. Um, we're coming off a, a massive boost from the Women's World Cup and uh, we've got the Socceroos this weekend. Admittedly, uh, you would think if you're a marketer and some of us on this show are, why would you waste any of your firepower in the in the the, the, uh, the midst of the finals of the AFL and the NRL. But right now, I'm not seeing anything at all in any media um, anywhere. Um, am I missing anything? Is there any public publicity around for the, for the, the men's or women's um, A-league competitions, um, you know, a little over a month away? Willem, is, is it coming across your radar? Not particularly, no. Yeah, Derek, have you seen anything? No, not at all, Rob. Um, in some old World Cup, Women's World Cup posters. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the Rugby World Cup. That's, yeah, exactly. uh, that's what I'm getting told in for. Yeah, well, and, and so I, I just would have thought that for, uh, well, it's not Football Australia that's responsible for the promotion of these competitions. It's the Australian professional leagues that um, that for a sport that had done so uh, much good in um, in the promotion of the World Cup that that right now we've come off the back and there's a, there's a, a black hole of, of commentary. So I just wanted to throw that one out there as a concern. Um, hopefully I'm wrong. Um, hopefully there there is some campaign that that's ready to uh, have the band aid ripped off and um, and 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 uh, uh, be broadcast across uh, screens and billboards and radio and uh, and social media um, in in the coming weeks. But right now I'm not seeing any of it. So I just hate to think that we're going to go into the opening weeks, um, especially with the Women's World uh, Cup um, in um, in our not too far distant memory, where the women's uh, A League competition has got a standalone weekend um, that that's where I'm expecting a you know some significant investment made so that we can see proper crowds uh, nothing would be worse for the first week of that competition to have uh, to have paltry crowds um, uh, and and the whole energy of, of that World Cup uh, lost that's uh, that's just a view that uh, that uh, occurred to me over the course of the last week you're speaking about the organization that completely botched the momentum of the Socceroos making it to the round of 16 and playing well against Argentina Rob by in that you know, less than three weeks later, announcing the grand final decision. If any organisation, if any group is going to bungle the success of the Matildas, it's going to be the APL. God, please, 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 God, no, um, not not again. Um, let's watch this space. Okay, who's going next? Uh, I'm happy to jump back in with my uh, Socceroos thoughts, having done a little bit of uh, deeper reflection. Rob, I knew the sort of headline acts, but having gone yeah, back to it, having uh, having last seen it about a week ago, I think the key out is uh, Geordie Voss. We're all so excited about what uh, his international future looks like. He's had his appendix removed, so uh, he'll be back hopefully for those October friendlies, but he does miss here. Um, and it's probably not our best 23 either. This September window can often be skewed by 
uh, players who are actually playing at the minute as opposed to the A-League players. So that's why you don't see uh, Craig Goodwin or, or Jamie McLaren of the like. But the big inclusion that I uh, can't help but have bring a smile to my face is that of Martin Boyle. Uh, missed the 2019 Asian Cup through injury, missed the 22 World Cup through injury. Hopefully, fine, you know, Mercifully, this is the uh, the opportunity where he gets a clean run at it injury wise, uh, and can make a uh, an impact for his adopted nation. Well, uh, have I left anything on the table, uh, Derek? You got anything more for us before we wrap this up? Well, yeah, my if for anyone that was interested, my team of the week was Real Madrid, uh, 12, 12 points out of twelve in La Liga, and Duke Bellingham is a really good player. So no, I don't need to say any more than that. We are interested, and um, we are interested. We're always interested. You've got to jump in a bit earlier than that, though, Derek. We've left the teams behind, you know, minutes ago. Hey, I'm not. So I'm not steering the ship, lad. So I just, uh, I just uh, speak when I'm spoken to. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about Real Madrid another time. I'm sure, they'll 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 bob up a few times as the season goes. Can I just say, Derek? I think your jumper is lovely this evening. Uh, thank you very much. I'm going for a Scandinavian uh, look. I'm a big fan of Scandi Noir, Shetland as well, maybe. Uh, Going for that, going for that kind of, yeah, I don't know. I got it. I got it from uh, Uniqlo, I think, for about forty quid. So, does the job. Very classy indeed. Yeah. But I do think you need a visit to the barber of Hillsville, mate. By the way, before we uh, we let this go, so uh, it would suit that jumper very nicely. Derek, thank you, my friend, as always. No problem. See you soon. Thanks. And Adam Maloney on the buttons making the whole thing come together. And you for listening because, uh, well, what would we be doing it for if we didn't have somebody to have a listen to? And we've uh, been having a look at our audience numbers in recent times and they're building. So for those of you who have subscribed, those of you who have uh, uh, told your friends and uh, followed us on uh, on Twitter, on Facebook and, uh, and and responding to our weekly requests to follow us, thank you. Please keep it up. Um, it uh, It's definitely appreciated and certainly gets the word out there. Make sure you like us on all those platforms as well and join us throughout the week as our podcast drop we go from one end of the pitch to the other in the world game.